Freddy Krueger here, a.k.a. Robert England, and you're deep in the horror of Texas. Yeehaw! Time to settle in for another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas with your hosts, Aaron, Jeff, and Nathan. You gotta be fucking kidding Welcome to another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas. I am Aaron. I am Jeff. I'm Nathan. Horrors! <laughs> oh, we brought it back, finally. Yes. Yeah, after yes. a long uh, expo. Uh, That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> we uh, we had a discussion. Yeah, I, we we talked about the origins of the horror story, and then we thought about we talked about bringing it back. Yeah, we talked about bringing it back, and uh, I think it's necessary. Do you, do you think horrors are necessary? Of course, <laughs> they are very much necessary. <laughs> very much necessary. They are. A- after the weekend we spent at Terror Expo, they are very much necessary. Yes, them and bingo or shuffleboard, <laughs> bingo or shuffleboard or Doritos. <laughs> you goddamn bitch. Goddamn bitch. All right, guys. So welcome to uh, our February, uh, February, February, Ep- February episode of uh, news, reviews, and wallet hate. Uh, to get this fucking uh, episode off, uh, pretty cool, interesting news. Um, <clears throat> the American Psycho team, which is director Mary Heron and screenwriter uh, Guinevere Turner have uh, reteamed. They're going to do a Manson-esque film uh, called The Family. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of tired of the Charles Manson stuff, but hearing this team get together, because I think American Psycho turned out to be such a cult classic that I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see these, uh, these two get back together and do something Manson-esque. It's supposed to tie into one of the girls kind of I guess being around ex-cult members or something like that. It, it's, it, I read a, a rough synopsis, uh, but it sounded interesting. And uh, the duo, I mean, they've done So good is this more like a documentary type thing, or is it... It, it sounds like it's based off of a documentary or book, and I guess they're just going to pin a screenplay off of that and just run with an actual film. So it doesn't sound found footage or any of that kind of shit. That's good. Uh, speaking of found footage... Uh, what did you think about the uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane trailer that kind of dropped there in January? Out Ooh. of nowhere. Right? Uh, yeah, out yeah, of yeah. nowhere. Um, yeah, as many of you know, I'm a huge Giant Monster fanatic. Uh, Cloverfield is one of my favorites. Uh, I'm excited for it. I like the fact that you got John Goodman in there. You've got the chick who played... Uh, Something Weinstead? Wein- no, the hump? She's, she came out in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, like yeah, she was remote, uh, she was a Ramona, Ramona Flowers. Yeah, and uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, she's kind of hot. Yeah, she was um, the Thing remake also I, or reboot. I didn't watch oh, yeah, that thing that. yet, so I haven't seen that yet. But uh, uh, I'm all for it. I read the synopsis. I've read a lot of things about it. I know that the uh, if you if you followed Abrams kind of style of guerrilla marketing and social marketing. Uh, for Cloverfield, he had you had like the Cloverfield website. You had Slusho the website. You had these oil rig fake company websites that reported monsters attacking stuff like that. Um, for this one, uh, slush website is down. 
Oh really? If you try to go to it, either you either get a uh, four like four hundred four error or four one error, or you get uh, something that just says it can't be brought up. Um, some of the other company websites are still down. Uh, the probably licensing expired. I don't know, but uh, apparently one person went through and uh, there's a fan out there. I forget her name, uh, but she went. She took the time and watched every frame in slow motion. Uh, Cut, like cut everything down and find a website that's tied to the movie oh, wow. that's giving out a premise of things of what's happening. But this is pretty much a blood cousin of Cloverfield where people are living in bomb shelters because of the nuclear fallout that happened in New York. Oh, wow. So you might not see Clovey in the movie, but you might see more of the parasitic things that he was dropping off and he was attacking New York City. I would, I would... I mean, some people speculate that it wouldn't be Clovey related, mm-hmm. but if it's shot in IMAX and stuff like that, or it's going to be brought to us in IMAX, I think it it wouldn't be, it wouldn't concern people enough to do like a straight off like a suspense thriller, yeah. thriller yeah. in that format. So I think yeah, you're right. At some point, there's got to be some kind of Clovey uh, creature situation or something like that that would kind of spawn out of well, the. Uh, I know at the end of the trailer uh, when Ramona leaves the bunker. Yeah, and you see. And she freezes. She looks up and she freezes and she starts screaming in horror. And John Goodman's yelling at her, "You know, don't go out there. They know that we're You'll here. You kill us all. You'll kill us all. They know that they know that we're here. They're coming." So uh, the speculation is that, like the the sea lice that were dropping off Clovey in New York, have manifested into something else, and this is their kind of. This is their movie, sort of, uh, to uh, like almost like to a degree. New, yeah, to like degree. almost like the new Independence Day. Like you have yeah. this speculation of like yeah. You know, That'd be awesome. I mean, I, I told I told the wife I go. It would be awesome if like Clovio was just one of the eggs that dropped. And there's like, well, if you read the, the, uh, whenever Clovio came out, they released the manga in Japan, mm-hmm. and uh, there's more than one Cloverfield monster. Sweet. So uh, Abrams confirmed that the Cloverfield monster and the movie Cloverfield did die. He did mm-hmm. die from the nuclear fallout, but there are more of them. Uh, that's gonna be awesome. So I know the directors, they were tied to a portal, mm-hmm. a short film. Yeah. That was got really popular on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm curious to see this guy's like, I mean, it, it looked good. It looked like mm-hmm. a promising take on the, uh, the whole fucking reminiscing mm-hmm. of the Cloverfield genre or whatever. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm very happy that it's not the, uh, faux documentary kind of style. It oh, was actually yeah. looked like a full fledged film. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they kind of moved away. Again, this is a different film. This is a different, Area they said it's blood cousin to Cloverfield. This yeah. is a different thing, which I like how they're doing it with it being you know, more an official film. Yeah. So uh, I'm all for it. I, I'm trying to dig more information for it because I'm just a fan of the first movie. Yeah, me too. So uh, I'm excited. I'm on board. Sign me up. <laughs> um, speaking of things that were uh, long ago and now becoming new again, uh, the director. Uh, do you remember Nicole Kidman in the film The Others? Yes. Uh, the director's name is Alejandro Amnabar, and he got tied with Emma Watson and Ethan Hawke, and they did this new movie called Regression, and it's supposed to drop uh, February 5th. Emma Watson. Yeah. And her mommy's a hottie. But it looks weird. It looks kind of Rosemary's Baby kind of stuff. Like, it's like this girl that's kind of witnessed maybe some kind of satanic cult stuff, and Ethan Hawke is a detective that kind of, like, goes into looking into it more. It looks like a good horror thriller. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to it because there's something new from that director, and I thought he did a great job with the others. 
Some... Ethan Hawke's kind of going into the horror category late, a lot lately. Yeah, well, after he got nominated for that movie Boyhood, it's kind of cool seeing him. Sinister, The Purge. Didn't he, and didn't he do that race movie where he was like hauling ass the whole fucking time? I don't know. I didn't... He was like driving a Mustang the whole fucking film. Oh, the one where he's uh, he's, or he's catching the uh, the killer, the car killer. No. Oh, I'm thinking something else. Yeah, maybe. I think they finally set a date for the Amityville Awakenings film. Uh, they're saying October first. I don't know. If that's going to okay. be VOD or theater release. But who's in it? Uh, that's still the guy that directed the Maniac. So I don't know who the, the fuck. Oh, the Maniac it. remake. Yeah. Okay. I'm so, I'm good for that. Yeah. I I'll I'll check that out. Yeah, I like the re- the remake. Yeah, I mean. I know he's done one film before, and this thing's been like in just release purgatory. Like mm-hmm. it's yet to be come out. It's like 2014, maybe 2015. Here we are, 2016, and it has finally an April 1st release date. So I guess we'll see if that finally drops. Uh, Eli Roth re- recently screened uh, the Cabin Fever remake, and he gave it big kudos. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I, I feel it's too early for a Cabin Fever remake, but. It's already shot. It's already been screened. It's got a fucking release date of February 12th. All I got to say about that for Eli Roth is a uh, cool story, bro. <laughs> and we can move on. There we go. Um, another film that kind of has my attention is a film called High Rise. Uh, so far, it has a release date of March 16th, but UK only. There's no US release date. This film is directed by Ben Wheatley. Mm-hmm. He did uh, films like Kill List, uh, Sightseers. He's done some Doctor Who episodes. But the cast, it's like Tom Hiddleston's, uh, okay. Jeremy Irons, uh, okay. Luke Evans, Sienna Miller. That's it sounds name. really fucking, it, it sounds like it's going to be a really interesting film. It's like a big high-rise skyscraper full of apartments or something like that. And everybody yeah. kind of like turns on each other. It's like kill or be killed kind of scenario. That sounds pretty cool. So it's like elitist, uh, upper class people kind of just... Brutalizing each other, so yeah. kind of like the Purge too. Exactly. <laughs> that, that that was the first thing I thought when you said it was Purge too. And, and uh, as we go on to things that are coming out tonight uh, soon, it's uh, I can't shy away from it. But it's uh, a lot of the TV news. Uh, we have Penny Dreadful season three. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be back. Eva Green. Oh, Eva Green. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're hinting at a lot of uh, maybe a Doctor Jekyll kind of tie into the season that'd be good okay yeah, that'd be really cool i mean I, I haven't finished season one so but it's interesting i mean i like how they tied in uh dorian gray yeah and they tied in victor frankenstein and i i, I like it i just I, I haven't had the time to like give it its proper due and then you know it's only a matter of time before they get to a uh, dracula <laughs> which i can't wait because yeah. i mean it's season three already so mm-hmm. i mean what are they gonna do I don't know. Transylvania. So, Penny Dreadful Season 3 starts in May 1st. Yeah. Uh, Bates Motel is lined up uh, Season 4 for March 7th. Okay. Which is, I mean, we're getting closer and closer for Norman to kind of be full-on, like, Psycho. Do you think they're going to do, like, a TV movie of Psycho? Or they, or they'll just kind of spin out that movie into a couple episodes? I, well, the way this series is going, I have no idea which way it's going to go. Because the way they have Norman and the mom, it's like... They have them so involved with the community. I don't know where the conspiracies and all that stuff is going to end, and they're just going to go full on like Norman Psycho stuff. But you know they're eventually going to lead up to Psycho. I hope so. And if in they'll either end the show before Psycho the movie, or they'll do a TV movie to tie into the the series, or you'll just get an expanded 
season, that is just the movie. I hope so because I hate the way like Smallville ended, where like he finally becomes Superman and then the series ends. Yeah, it's like. But, he's no. re- but speaking of that, he's reprising his role for uh, Supergirl. Tom Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about Tom Williams. Like he's gonna reprise the role for Supergirl, which is gonna be. I don't know. And I, that's I, the only reason I'll watch Supergirl to see Tom Welling because I thought he was really good. Have you watched an episode of Supergirl? No, not okay, me either. No, I just see like pictures and reviews uh, I, here and there. Pretty much whenever Supergirl Supergirl comes on, it's like. Yeah, I'll find anything else. And then to I do. change the channel. <laughs> uh, there's been some rumors about Salem Three. It's now shooting, and I guess uh, Marilyn. Wait, there, Manson, was, there was a part two. There's well, Salem had a season two that I it did. I I all I see is season one on Netflix. So apparently, the season two was shot and did well, I guess, because they got Marilyn Manson signed up for season three. Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Yeah. From Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, but he, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. From Sons of Anarchy, fame. he was in that. Yeah, yeah, he was in that was. last Uh-oh, season. Oh, retard alert! <laughs> retard alert! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He was in Sons. He was in the final it was, two seasons. It was brutal seeing Manson in that last season. He did some sick. He was like a white supremacist leader, leader in prison. He was like what this, the cre- fuck? yeah, yeah, like, dude. Yeah, he, but he was this something. creepy oh, kind of anarchy. pudgy, creepy white supremacist looking guy. No, like this, he liked to pass out KY and cocaine <laughs> and shankings. That's great. <laughs> um, a show that I'm actually looking really f- uh, looking forward to is uh, Damien. Really? It's it's supposed to take place after The Omen, the seventy, you know, 1976 yeah, yeah, film. Get so he's movie. grown up. And it's all like this grown-up ass guy who doesn't know that he's pretty much. I thought they covered it with the Omen Three. Yeah, they he became president. Well, let's let's not talk about <laughs> those films. It's just, Sam Neill. Well, they're not they're not talking about it. I mean, they're they're pretty much playing off of the first one. They're saying like this is a grown-ass guy who, uh, you know, he doesn't know he's the Antichrist. Don't you much. hit that John Cena button? I'm not gonna hit John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna so, hit this uh, one instead. Like it or not, Damon's going to come out January, February, March, March 7th. I'll take the or not. Yeah. Uh, in development, Fox has now ordered a pilot episode of Exorcist. What the fuck? <laughs> they can't do that, man. Fox come is adapting on. Exorcist you know into what? a there's, TV series. There's this trendy thing going on that each studio or each TV station is actually trying to one-up each other, like Grease Live, and they're doing all these musicals, now they're doing all these fucking horror movies that should not be on fucking TV. Yeah, I'm be- still waiting for the Leprechaun to TV series. That's right. To pop up. <laughs> or or get Charles Band's, you know, his wagon. Coming this October on Sci-Fi Channel. Evil Bong, the series. Uh, they're doing a lot of weird shit on it. I mean, like on TV, uh, I think this February we have uh, El Rey Network is going to show the entire, they're going to do a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. Yeah, and I think they got Robert England to host the fucking thing, so it's it's neat. And it's Robert England hosting a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon on Robert yeah. Rodriguez's fucking TV show yeah. channel. I need to buy that channel. Yeah. All oh, right, I need to get that channel. They need to make the fucking channel in HD. Right now, it's just standard definition, and that's they, kind of a bummer. They need to start putting Lucha Underground on Netflix. And Speaking of El Rey, uh, they just recently put season two of From Dustle Dawn on Netflix. On Netflix, yes. So that's available. And for anybody who hasn't seen it, one of my top films for 2015, Turbo Kid, is now available on Netflix. It is? Yes. So if you haven't seen it... I am watching that tomorrow morning. Cue it up and I'm watch I'm sending it. my kids to a sitter. I'm going to watch that movie. Well, they, they put the three-disc fucking special edition for available now. It's they like can buy. $80. No, it's 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks? Yeah, it's, thir- it's 30 bucks directly from them. 
Okay. Well, I mean, when I looked it up on Amazon, it was like eighty bucks. It's a three disc. I mean, one, goddamn. It's one one Blu-ray, two DVDs, twenty bucks, plus shipping. I think it's like twenty-eight bucks. It, I wanted to get it, but then I was like, eh, it's on Netflix and HD. From them, is twenty bucks. Yeah. Nineteen ninety. <laughs> Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get that one. Um, in music news, Rob Zombie. Are you waiting? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie has uh, lined up his new episode, uh, new uh, album. It's going to be called, wait for it, The Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. It's just word vomit. Just like his dialogue in his movies. It's, it's got an April 29th release, and if you look on YouTube, he released his first single from this album called Everyone is Fucking on the UFO. Oh, good! <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're a Rob Zombie uh, fanatic or... F- yeah, exactly. What was the <laughs> name of that album again? The Acid Wash Jeans of Purgatory and Pressure? Uh, <laughs> the Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. Uh oh, retard alert! <laughs> retard alert! Are you going to play that all day? Just yeah. for, uh, just for yeah. Rob Zombie. Just for those special moments in life. Uh, uh, and weird fucking news, things I would never think I would ever utter out of my mouth ever, is uh, Blade Runner 2 is now filming. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 (laughs) Harrison Ford is attached. Ryan Gosling is a main actor. Yeah, he's uh, going to do it. Ridley Scott's only producing. They got another director. I forget his name. And uh, the interesting part of this fucking news is that the original Blade Runner screenwriter is attached to the sequel. And Ridley Scott raved about the screenplay, so I'm hoping for something that stands up to the level of greatness that this film is. And, I've always and felt Ryan Gosling gets a negative light because, you know, the notebook. When you think of Ryan Gosling, that's what most people think of. But, dude, Drive was fucking awesome. I, th- uh, I think of Kid Hercules. Where, <laughs> a Place Beyond the Pines. That was a fucking that awesome good. movie. I mean, he does these dark movies every now and then that are Fucking really good. You did that one movie where uh, <clears throat> where Kristen, uh, I forget her name, Kristen, uh, Dun- Kirsten Dunst from uh, the Spider-Man movies. She gets topless. It was awesome. That was a good movie. I, I, I don't know about the movie, but Kristen <laughs> Dunst topless I just was awesome. Freeze framed. That's all I did. Uh, I, I, I freeze framed. No, it but was... he's a good fucking oh. actor, man. He can. <laughs> he actually can play tough really well. And and I, I I'm I mean, glad it's not uh, uh, Tom Hardy. You know, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We got fucking a guy. What's the matter with Tom Hardy? Don't you like his movies? He played Bane. <laughs> Has some strawberries. He's got fiber. <laughs> that's the sound at that's the sound at Nathan's house. It is when I sit at home all alone. <laughs> all alone when he's at a terror expo. Oh god. Oh man, I I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I got so much coming up. It's not even fucking funny. That's uh, what she said. So as far as <laughs> God damn it. So as far as news, that's pretty much what I got that kinda tickled my fancy. I guess as far as uh I don't know. As far as news. Shit that I, I thought was uh, cool. To kinda of follow up on two episodes ago with with the Tells from the Crypt news that came out, uh um oh, no. M Night with N Night Shalomon. Uh Shimp. Didn't you call him Shimp? Yeah, Shimp. Shimp. Were you unblocked? Uh, no, I'm still blocked. No. <laughs> um, I got some updated news on that. Um, 
Fuck you. That's all I got. Okay. Um, Hi. I was reading up on that. Um, the guys that pretty much produced Tells from the Crypt, they did a sci-fi show. It was called Perversions of Something. And they did a write-up about the show. And I was like, man, I totally forgot about this HBO series. Perversions of Science or something like that. And it was like a 10-episode se- season of some shit that I just, man, it's like right back there. But it's available on YouTube for free. So if you ever want to look into something that Jeff totally forgot about, it's there for free. <laughs> there you go. Is that on Netflix? Did you say that one? YouTube. 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 Okay. I think it's perversions of something, perversions of science or something like that. I was reading up on it. Perverted theater? Yeah, pretty Other much. Other horse? It was like a weird CG fucking chick that would like talk like, hey, welcome to my I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was like a spinoff of the producers for Tales from the Crypt. It was like mm-hmm. them trying to attack the sci-fi angle on HBO. But it's supposed to be like a couple of good episodes and actors and stuff lined up in there. So, okay. I don't know. The only thing, the only thing I really heard uh, is that M Night sent out a tweet, basically, or uh, sent out some information, basically asking people what their favorite Tales from Crypt episodes or uh, comic books are, stories are, so that way they can remake them for the show. <laughs> I really wanted to, res- and after after I was blocked, I wanted to respond back with, uh, "Why don't you just rip off Are You Afraid of the Dark? You did that for six cents, and you got an award for it." No. So just go, just rip it off, M Night. You give I don't know. Sometimes I think you give way too much respect to Are You Afraid of the Dark. I agree. I don't give it an. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't give it a lot of respect. It's enjoyable when I was younger, but for him to come out and claim that he writes original content as he's ripping off other short stories, I 100 percent agree with you on that. So I just don't like him. Yeah. You know, Shmi just got the uh, fuck you in the visit. The uh, <laughs> scary stories to tell in the dark trilogy. She just bought all the books. Original she, artwork, or yes, yeah, original artwork, nice. man. It's fucking awesome. I like scanned through it the other day, and I was just like, "Fuck all the like." <laughs> I love how in quotations it's like turn to the people and say, "You did it!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I just keep looking at it. And I'm like, dude, this brings back so many fucking memories of ah, just. Having fun. Oh man, my wife yelled at me before guys. I think my son was like three, and I was reading like a chapter of that. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm gonna read him a story. Oh, okay, good. And then she like comes in there. What the fuck are you reading? I'm reading him the White Wolf. <laughs> Who goes there? The Viper. Oh, the story about Harold. Oh, like the this. big toe. Oh man, the big toe is awesome. <laughs> my favorite one still probably the I think the the haunted or something like that. It's the one where the they find the girl in the chest. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. I like the one Hide where the, 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 yeah, the man's on the train. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, yeah. it's not scary, but it's just like fuck. That shit really happens. Yeah. So it's there's like, room for one more. Aren't they making a movie <laughs> off the books? Oh, Guillermo del Toro was like uh, mentioned to supposedly be up for if, producing. If Del Toro's attached to it, I'm okay with that. Uh, Bec- because he likes to create, like, have those practical effects and the art style in there, and I'm okay with that. If he has the art style and the, and the effects, if if I always have such a strong connection to Steve Yamel's artwork mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people approach it with more respect to the story than maybe Steve Yamel's, Stephen Gamel's artwork. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you can really bring life to his artwork. I mean, it's so abstract and crazy. You it's can. beautiful. The only person I thought that maybe could have touched it was maybe uh, Robert Rodriguez when he was kind of getting to Sin City-ish kind of mentality. 
uh, but, it, but then, but then yeah. after after he did Sin City, he just he proved to us that he was kind of still a complete failure in many things. So yeah, <laughs> Predators, everything, Sin everything. City too. I mean, Robert Rodriguez is like man. It's really hard to be a Robert Rodriguez fan these days. Dustle Dawn, the TV series. It's yeah. like, wow. I've never liked his movies. Um, I think maybe only uh, passable one that I kind of gave forgiveness to was Predators. Uh, I didn't mind the first hour. The as soon as they established the hierarchy, I yeah. kind of was like, "Fucking God. well, dude!" I, I was like, "So gotta f- have a bigger, badder monster." Oh, no. I was like fourteen, fifteen, working at a video store, and they gave me like this little box set. It was a Miramax screener copies. So it it, it had a uh, Rodriguez El Mariachi, uh, Kevin it. Smith Clerks. Yeah. So being exposed to all these at such an uber young mm-hmm. age, it was like, "Wow, this guy has." Uh, a fresh. He was pretty much the Gar- uh, Gareth Evans of my youth because he was doing action that just wasn't done. Yeah, at the time, he yeah he was. I mean, you'd have to go see like a Michael Bay film to see Nicolas Cage doing the rocks and stuff like that. But Rodriguez was doing something like, "Hey, I got five grand in like little fucking pellet guns, and I can make a super action film that." And, and I know all these Mexicans. Yeah, exactly. Let's go make a movie. And that was, that was El Mariachi. And then he he did Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So he, he just made himself uh, become a promising independent filmmaker that, you know, kind of sold vain. out. Well, yeah, eventually he did sell out because yeah, he I mean, sold out. He he you know, he wouldn't sell out for a lot of money. But he never sold out to like Hollywood. He always he keeps making his films here in Texas. So yeah. I was like, well, he got his own studio. I mean, he. Turn the money he made yeah. into a studio and does everything. He troublemaker. He financed, yeah, troublemaker studios. He, I mean, yeah. he financed uh, uh, um, all his visual effects or like some people he financed through like Canada and stuff to do his visual effects. So I was like, man, yeah. he was just outsourcing his own work to work in house. Yep. So he, he's hit or miss for me. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, good, bad, good, bad. It's kind of like what Peter cool. Jackson did with Lord of the Rings and oh. creating Weta Studios and stuff like that. It's like, and then you did King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's, King Kong was good. No, it wasn't. No, no, it was. no, there we go. It's it like good. No. it was like Rodriguez is not good. And then Peter Jackson, I'm like, I can't watch any of his fucking films more than once except Frighteners. Yes, and Dead Alive. Frighteners and Dead Frighteners Alive. Frighteners was awesome. Yeah, everything like Lord of the Rings stuff. My wife's like, hey, it was worse than Lord of the Rings. Like, I can't stand those fucking movies anymore. Like, I just can't. the first one's the only one to watch. Yeah, yeah like Fellowship two suck. I don't know, but that's our that, that's good. I mean, we have a a really weird understanding of <laughs> modern day cinema. Yeah. I've, yeah, I mean, really, you can. I, I guess that's the reason. Like, that's what I feel about Guillermo. Is uh, like, I love the orphanage, I love Pan's Labyrinth, I love Hellboy, but anything else he's done, I'm kind of just like, Egh. I don't like. I hated Pacific Rim. I could boo. No, not, not boo. I mean, it was boring. It's Transformers meets Godzilla, and that's all. It's it Power Rangers. But like, what was like? What's a good Guillermo del Toro movie? Pan's Labyrinth was Pan's very Labyrinth? fucking highly imaginative. I I really stand behind that movie. I think the, the only one I own is uh, The Devil's Backbone. I think uh, that's the only one I fucking own. Orphanage was really good, too. For being PG and well, all Orphanage Spanish, is okay. But Orphanage was really good. I liked well Orphanage shot. up until the end. But the Orphanage, ending I didn't uh, like. Orphanage, yeah, right? The ending was kind of like, like Orphanage isn't Guillermo del Toro. He just produced it. Oh, it's not? His name's yeah. attached to it. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My bad. No, it's cool. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's why I knew where you're going. It's like, it's like you would go, oh, I like Mama. It's like, oh, Mama's not a good horror film. He produced it. He produced it. Yeah. He, yeah. he, oh, he ran me. Fuck, I thought, I thought he was. Yeah, he's a great that. producer. I mean, he's tied to a lot of great uh, projects. I think Pacific Rim is a great project. It just was uh, not executed. Well, <laughs> we got the origin story out of the way with how things kind of came with Pacific Rim. 
with the sequel, he's just promised straight up war. Yeah, in 2020. With yeah. a love story in between. No, no love story. I just straight up war. there'll be a love story. Nah, it won't be. <laughs> I guarantee it. Hollywood has to have those things. I, I hope you get your wish. I hope they're... I hope you get your wish and they finally do a, a sequel for Pacific Rim because I keep getting my wish and they keep on putting that bitch in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> we will not make this film. <laughs> we got lucky we hit fucking budget. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do my Akkad voice. Sorry. <laughs> that dude is very, 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 very terrible. Very, very terrible. <laughs> it is not good. Sorry. It is not good, no. I am not drunk enough for no. Akkad. See, that is not good. <laughs> Rape the Akkad. All right, so uh, let's go to... Elbows and something. Assholes. Assholes and elbows. <laughs> let's go and talk you about uh, drinking. Let's talk about some reviews. What have you uh, motherfuckers seen since last epi- uh, month Dude, episode? I haven't watched a lot of shit at all. Really? I stayed away from horror. Okay. Uh, the one thing that I revisited that I watched all the way through was Spawn, the animated series. Oh, really? Oh, oh, nice. oh yeah. That's I just great. bought it on Voodoo.com. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking great. Did they re- reconvert it for HD or is it just standard yeah, Um I, I think it's SD. Cool. It's hey, hey, fuck it, Ben. It's but it looks beautiful. Oh, it's fucking... I, mean, I bought the DVD set a few years ago because it was like on sale at Best Buy. Yeah. Five bucks a DVD. I looked yeah. everywhere for it. I downloaded the torrent finally, and for some reason the guy put like six episodes per torrent. Weird. And so it's like, yeah. fuck, you do... Like, it's like you get lost in purgatory, but, uh, you know... How many uh, episodes total? It's three seasons, and I believe ten each, right? I think so. Ten to twelve each. Man. It's really fucking good. I know the last the last season's Yeah, 10. I think each DVD had like ten, or 10 episodes on it. Because yeah. I, have, I have all three DVDs of that. But that's something that I am aching for a remake. I mean, the Spawn movie was... Talking about Purgatory Hell, just had to- this Ask Todd McFarling about Spawn the next movie. He's like, oh, it's coming out. Yeah, he's been saying it since 2009. Like, yeah, oh, we've got out. it. We've got the story. We've got it. Yeah. The problem is they need to get Todd Far- McFarlane the fuck away from it. Get him away from it. Make it a fucking villain movie. Like Deadpool. You know, we got a, we got a Deadpool movie coming up. The guy says, fuck shit, cunt, and fucking kills everybody. Make Spawn evil. Don't make him a, a well, hero. If they, if they or pick up the stuff after, if they pick up the stuff after issue two hundred, where you have the new Spawn versus the old Spawn, that could work. I don't. You need to introduce it again, and so I, I wouldn't do that as a first film. I would do the you, first eight issues as a film, like they, they him try, being they, back and blowing they, people. They, up they try and doing that. And they can't. Be, they can't because of copyrighted characters. Uh, they, they don't own Chapel. They don't own Angela anymore. Well, I never, I never really thought Chapel and yeah. Angela were really yeah, not essential. I mean, Chapel killed Simmons to create Spawn. Angela was the help that was the Spawn hunter that brought in all the angels. They can't use that because now Marvel owns Angela. No, Rob Layfield owns Chapel, so no, they no, can't no. use Chapel anymore. I think you can. T- I can do. I think you can do the whole thing entirely without him, though. They, yeah. they, they did in the first one. They had. They had a. Uh, Jason, Jason Wynn kill off uh, Simmons. But you know what? Even the goddamn animated series is Jason Wynn kills him off, and that's awesome. So yeah. I don't see any problem with switching around the story a little bit. Make it dark. Down. Make it demonic. Make it without the hero aspect. Don't think of Spawn as a hero. He's from fucking hell. He's here to destroy and create the... Redemption. You know, uh, yeah, but you can go with that in a later Unless you bring in installment, a like uh, uh, sequel number three. He redeems himself. But for the first movie, he needs to be dark. I like to call myself a Spawn fan, but I think after issue thirteen, I just gave up. Me too. I, I, I think it was him. fuck this shit. Did you, like, ever get, did you ever get the issue with where uh, the guy who did Cerberus? Yep. Did, like did the yeah. that whole issue? So you had like all the copyrighted characters. One through thirteen, I got. I saw. That was issue eight or nine? Uh, I remember reading about seven, this. They went seven through, or eight yeah. because if you bought the trade. 
that whole issue was cut out. Yeah, they uh, they got in a big legal thing, but yeah. Todd McFarlane actually won the lawsuit. Yeah. So I didn't start collecting Spawn comics until issue nine. So I yeah. I barely missed it. Once Violator came out, I got into Violator for like I'd say like ten issues again, and then I kind of fell, fell off. Violator. I got into Cyberforce and all these other Image comics. Wet, wet then, works. No, and they were, okay. and I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't. I liked Spawn when I was there, but I think the HBO animation series was just. It was. I thought it was great. Ahead of its time. I thought yeah. it was really it great. It was fucking awesome. Blind Nudity. Keith David. Keith David. Voicing yeah, Keith David. 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 He was doing double duty there in time because he was also doing uh, Goliath. The, problem, uh, with the, the wow. problem with the live action film is they always had to show his face and it was like, yeah, cover yeah. that fucking burned turd up, man. Like Michael Ja White, I just, I, he's a terrible fucking actor. Tyson Jr. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the well, gap. I mean, he was, he was good in Black Dynamite. I, I liked him in Black Dynamite. Yeah, I've never seen it. But you haven't seen it? No. Oh, if you see Black Dynamite, you'll see why there needs to be a Luke Cage movie. Everything I see him in, I just kind of shrug at. Like, nah, watch, watch whatever. Black Dynamite. But uh, I watched uh, Jessica Jones, and I know exactly why there should never be a Luke Cage movie. Right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, if anybody deserves it, that's, it's Iron that's Fist. That's just I only know these fucking people from the stupid uh, Netflix shit, and that, that just. That killed my fucking like Marvel momentum high. Was for, Jessica Jones? Yeah, I was like, just smile. Yeah, that David didn't. David, but he was an awesome uh, villain. Yeah, he was great. He was really good. Yeah, it sucks that he had to be in Jessica Jones. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, like, dude, what can they give that guy any other Marvel project than that fucking series? I know God, that dude. series sucked. I, I wish it didn't end the way it did. So I wish he could have been in the second season. All right, so you watch, you were spawned. I went a little gangster then. I watched Colors. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, do you remember the quote? What? Uh, do we just run Son. in? Pop. Oh, oh wait. damn it. Wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Gospel's about to drop on your fucking ass. There's uh, a pop a bowl and a uh, baby bowl sitting on a hill. And the son says, Pop, let's run down there and fuck one of those cows. Well, Pop says, No, son. Let's walk down and fuck them all. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I love this movie. After watching Straight Outta Compton, I was like, I got to go back. And I watched that. I watched fucking... Did uh, you watch Baby Boys? Boy? I oh, watched Baby Boys oh, Society. Baby Boy was terrible. I watched Boys Baby in Boys the Hood. Yeah, that sucks. If you could pull off that Ving Rhames hopping fucking... <laughs> but uh, He's riding a Lowrider bike, and he gets his ass beaten, and someone takes it. I watched oh, that, and then I watched Miss to Society, then Boys in the Hood, and then I... Oh, man, in our colors yesterday. You're on a ghetto vibe. For real, dude. Like, that's that's part of my childhood. Like, <laughs> yeah. 17, 18, I was all... I wasn't, like, a rapper, but yeah, yeah. I, I'd listen to everything, and I always loved Dre and Snoop and shit, so... Hey. I wouldn't go all too hardcore, like, DMX and shit. Fuck all that shit, but... Nah. Uh, Tech Nine. Like, Tech Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Mac 10? I, I, I was a dude with a 10-inch mohawk listening to rap and punk rock, so I, I enjoyed Surprise, it. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I caught uh, Batman Bad Blood, uh, the new animated short... Uh, the new animated film. How was that? It's fucking dope. It's really? It's fucking really dope. Yeah, like... I heard it's supposed to be really good. I didn't like Son of Batman. It was well, okay, did you watch but the, was it Son of Batman? Then is Batman versus Robin? Yeah, and then there was a third one. Or was this that is the third, the, two, one. the third one. I wanted to watch yeah, Batman versus one. Robin. Had has ties to the Owls fucking series. Yeah, yes, that's what I heard too. Yeah. Oh, you guys haven't seen that? I haven't oh, seen it, dude. It, I all seen, three of those are pretty decent. I've ones. missed a Solomon Arkham, which I want to see. Oh, what the oh. fuck? And then I haven't seen it. Where's Ralph? He'll whip out his knife on you. The last one I saw was the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Returns. Gotham Knights. 
No, Dark Knight oh, Returns yeah. Part 1 and 2. Yeah, the... Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah, saw, like I saw that ones. one. I saw that one. Yeah, those were good. Um, the fucking uh, Arkham... The Salt on Arkham's fucking awesome because okay. Batman's barely in. It's mainly about it's mainly about the Suicide Squad. Well, I think the reason why I didn't is I because I have kids and my daughter. Uh, when we they it came out the same around the same time that the Lego DC movie came out, and oh, that one's fucking great. So she's like, my daughter's like, I want this one, and I'm like, I want this one, but I go with her because. Well, you can she, show her that. It, yeah, Harley, I, I can show Harley her that. Harley Quinn one. is very sexual, and she and she loves the she Lego fucks movies. like three dudes in it. Like, so. it's, oh shit, yeah, it's very sexual. Another reason why I want to see it. And like every time she comes, she goes Yahtzee! <laughs> <It's> <laughs> awesome. But uh, but yeah, I awesome. want to I want to check it out. But yeah, my my daughter's like in love with those Lego movies, and when she sees Superman or Batman or Spider Man or whatever on the Lego movie, she's like, we have to watch that. She, I, she wants that. I highly recommend Assault so. on Arkham. Batman, uh, Red Hood uh, was great. Red I liked Hood Red Hood. I liked Red Hood. That was the that is the best animated fucking cartoon film that I've ever seen. I, I would, no, no, no. You're right. Mask of the Phantasm. I've always had a. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like Mask of the Phantasm is good. But I, I've, always liked, I've always liked Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. Yeah. 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 The dark overtone. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then the twist at the end. Yeah. Oh, the twist. Uh, what fucking, the twist? Um, so yeah, the son of Batman was all right. Batman vs. Robin was okay, but this one's actually really fucking good. Batman goes missing, uh, presumed dead, and uh, Nightwing takes the mantle of Batman. Wow, that's that's the R.I.P. storyline. That's yeah. the Rip storyline. Oh, it's fucking dope, dude. It's it's a really so, uh, good wait, wait, so did, did they borrow from Rip? I believe that so. Storyline? Yeah, okay. because uh, Nightwing takes over, he takes over and the Robin, uh, you know, uh, Damian Wayne is off training the Himalayas. He hears his dad's missing. He comes back. And then they introduce, uh, fuck, I think it's Batgirl. Batwoman. But, it, but it's not Barbara. It's With red hair? Yeah, yeah. It's Batwoman. Katie something? Kate something? Um, oh, uh, I can't Ralph remember. Would, Ralph is just oh, like, Ralph would be like, he's, listen, listen. He's just swearing in his fucking serious. As he's listening, he's like, God damn it, guys. It's this. It's Katie. I'm a guy. I mean, I love Batman, but Ralph's like, no historian. <laughs> no, but uh, it's it. Uh, oh, Ralph, don't listen to this episode. By the way, uh, he refuses to download it. He ordered it, and it's not coming until like next month. February something. Yeah, I'm like, okay. oh, what the uh, bad blood or yeah. But it's online, hey, so it's on I you, would stream the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, so just do, just do what I do: buy the movie and then keep your receipt and take I, it back. I caught that, and then I had this really weird dream. Oh, great! That I was dying, okay. and I had to collect my insurance money. And I woke up and I thought of this movie called Short Time with Dabney Coleman. <laughs> it's like from the late 80s, early 90s. And he's a cop who someone switches their blood in the lab because the guy's afraid he's going to fail for marijuana. So he switches with a cop. And the cop's got like a week to retire. And so he finds out he's going to die in a few days. And he's like, fuck it. And just goes ballistic trying to get himself <laughs> killed so his kid can go to Harvard and shit. And. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's hard to find. Have I, you handed it down? Oh, I fucking found it. Good. Like as soon as I woke up, I was like, "Short time." I haven't seen that movie in twenty five years. So short time. <laughs> <laughs> found it, and uh, it took like a day to download. Oh, really? There was only like three seaters. Oh, but I just did that too recently because like there's three films I was like kind of hit my mind, <laughs> and I couldn't find them anywhere. So I, I got lucky. I, Amazon had them for like five dollars a piece. I was like. That's it. I'm buying them from Amazon. Five bucks a piece on Blu-ray. Are those in your notes? No, no, no. 
Which one? I, I'm ordering uh, Indian Summer Gross Anatomy with Matthew Modine. Oh my god! And the third one, it fucking escapes me, dude. It's in my queue right now. So it's like shit that I I'm purchasing. For, I have to purchase from Amazon because it's just like it's shit that you could grab. It'd be there on the fucking you know like the cheap section of your comedy section of like your video store. But nowadays it's like. It's in the nether realm. Like, you can't find this shit. Yeah, it's hard. I, and that sucks, man. Growing up in a VHS era pre-internet, like, you can't find a lot of those good old horror movies, old comedies. Uh, oh, dude. They just, they're not released. Or, I mean, fucking rad. Yeah. I don't think it's <laughs> ever been released on DVD. And that no. is a fucking cornerstone of my life movie. Like, when I went and saw... And uh, thrashing. I when I saw Daniel Tosh in Vegas... Uh, he opened his show with like the opening credits of Rad. Oh, <laughs> he just played the opening credits of Rad, like all five minutes of it. Getting ready to break the ice. <laughs> uh, that that was the whole intro of his show. That and should it, have been like the theme song for Breaking Bad. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be pretty cool. All um, right, so that's all I caught, man. Uh, sorry, horror fans. Didn't catch a lot of horror. No, no, no. I mean, uh, this is uh, our news reviews and yeah. fuck it. Quick hits. Really. <laughs> How many movies? I've I've only watched three things really. Uh, I caught uh, Blood Knight: The Legend of Mary Hatchet, which was directed by Frank Sabatella. Came out in two thousand nine. Uh, normally, I w- I probably would have passed this up, but the box art caught my caught my eye when it had a uh, Daniel Harris on it. No shit. And I was like, oh shit! I didn't know she did this movie. So uh, oh snap! <laughs> pretty much, uh, I was like, cocaine. <laughs> and uh, I I. I watched it, and uh, pretty much the premise is that there's a, uh, there is a, uh, I got like this thing going around, like on, like on this one night, they call it Blood Night, where this one chick, Mary Hatchet, uh, well, no, they nicknamed her Mary Hatchet, where uh, she ran around killing people or something. Uh, pretty much the, the plot kept, not, it just kept going in two different directions. It was very supernatural in parts, and it became a slasher. Then it went back to supernatural. Then it became crazy intense. Uh, you have you have these like thirty five year old people playing high school students. No, it's that's very obvious. Fun. You've got Daniel Harris playing a uh, like a like a college freshman when she's already like thirty four in this movie. Uh, she doesn't get naked, so that's kind of a a low a low point. Um, we, I watched it, and I, I it didn't make any sense at all. Gotcha. Uh, so it's kind of hard to describe, but uh, what if you, year is this? Hmm? What year is this release? This came out in two thousand nine. Oh wow! So uh, if if you see Blood Knight, Legendary Hatchet, just keep walking. Gotcha. It's not even worth it. I'm not super aware of that one. No, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> I can see why. Um, then I pop. I got bought the uh, the Fulci collection. Oh wow! On the, which has a uh, City of the Living Dead, House by the Cemetery, and the I think Hitcher, or uh, not Hitcher. Uh, the Ripper of New York. There you go, Ripper of New York. Yeah, yeah Ripper of New York. Um, and I watched uh, City of Living Dead because, you know, I, I've never seen it, but I keep hearing, everybody keeps talking about how great it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I also watched House by the Cemetery. City of Living Dead, very slow burn. Very. Very slow. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen, and it's still, it, this, the buildup is good. But when... when, when it's- it's not the biggest payoff, you know what I mean? It's like eight, like eighty five percent of the movie is the build up, and then the last fifteen percent is half a delivery. Yeah, yes, because you're like in that weird purgatory hell that he kind of goes to. Yeah, where the zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's the special effects are fucking amazing. 
I mean, they're great. The detail to the, like the the muscle and the maggots and oh, all that. that maggot baby when yeah, the, the guy's maggot, about to fuck yeah. the globe doll. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. Shit. It's amazing. But the, but the storyline wise, you're you're kind of sitting there bored. Yeah, you're waiting for something to happen now because. That one scene where the 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 priest is hanging, yeah, and the, and the couple yeah. are like trying to get it on, but then yeah. they see that that was just and the eye, they're bleeding out the eyes. That was awesome. That was cool. What the fuck happened? <laughs> exactly. You're like, what? The, where does this go? I just remember watching that, and you know, just I, I was like, how the hell did it do that? Yeah. Like, how was that? I mean, that's a good effect. Yeah. And the movie, and then like the all the practical effects in the movie were amazing, but storyline wise, it's just such a slow burn. It's Italian cinema. Italian, come on, where's Mario and Luigi? No shit. Speed that shit up. <laughs> so then I followed that with uh, House by the Cemetery. And that one, that one actually had me, you know, as a better as a better burn. Still a slow burn to, to the most point, but you had a better payoff. Yeah. And things started making sense. And again, like, you know, City of Love and Dead, the special effects and practical effects were great. They're really good. The creature that's in the basement. Dude, like you buy a house uh, like that, check your fucking basement. You check your, you check the whole damn house. God damn that you fucking ch- weird. What was it like a like a like a coffin esque fucking thing in the fucking uh, in, the, in like this the closet area of or the the second room of the uh, of the basement. You know, and it, it was like Decker's grandfather was in there. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it was it was yeah. The whole thing was great. The build up, the you know the the kids talking, the ghosts, you know all the storyline was great. Again, another slow burn, but this one had a much better payoff. It wasn't as slow as uh, City Living Dead. Yeah. And I know people are going to hate that. They're going to say, you know, how can you make fun of that movie? Because it's, it's great. It's they're one of their tops. I'm like, have you actually seen the damn movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a cool box art. The, the T-shirts look amazing that you bought at, you know, your local convention shop. That's awesome. Watch the damn movie. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to watch Ripper soon. Uh, I know I haven't watched much because uh, the wife, me and the wife discovered uh, Breaking Bad on Netflix. And we've been kind of binge watching that, which it, that's a great show. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, totally. for but yeah, for City of Living Dead, uh, it's I if I have to rate it, I'd probably give it like a four and a half out of ten. Gotcha. Uh, just because the story sucks so much energy out of you as you're watching it. It's House by the Cemetery, I'll probably give that one a six out of ten because again, practical effects are amazing. The story and the buildup is great, but then the pace is so slow that. A lot of times you just get bored and you just you stop caring. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to be a downer on that, but uh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, then we talked about Universal movies and stuff like that, the black and white stuff. Yeah. And it always it's so it's you know it's it's Bela mm-hmm. Lugosi, it's it's Boris Karloff. But when you watch them now, for me, it's like man, they look beautiful, but they're kind of like they put me in that snooze setting. And uh, one more movie I did kind of watch was uh, I watched this movie, this kind of action movie called Skin Trade that has a Dolph Lundgren and Tony Jaa. Oh, yeah. I love Umbach. The Protector was amazing. Uh, I'm a big Tony Jaa fan. Oh, yeah. So I thought this would be pretty cool. Fight scenes were okay. The movie's just garbage. Yeah. The, the, some of the strippers, some of the Filipino strippers that are in the movie, they have nice boobs. I'll give them that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's not nothing great. It was like a huge thing for them, like, making a film about the human trafficking and the sex trafficking and stuff Yeah, like it's that. the story. I see what they're trying to do, but with the budget that they had, uh, and I feel so bad for Tony Jaa that he was in this thing. Uh, you think Tony Jaa felt that way? And I think he felt that way afterwards. After he finished, he was like, oh, damn it. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? I, I, I go back to Philippines. I go, I go protect the elephant again. <laughs> I go back to... Oh, God. I'll be in a Halloween remake. <laughs> 
I'll fight Michael. <laughs> I fight Michael. Oh, do you fight the Michael? Oh, that I fuck you and that's make you humble. <laughs> but yeah, skin trade was too terrible. That was on Netflix. Don't gotcha. watch it. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of, th- those are the ones I watched. That's cool. Mainly Breaking Bad. I, I mean, I had my ups and downs with Italian cinema, but it's it's eclectic fucking reasons. It's nostalgic reasons. Just kinda Some like, are good, some are bad. Yeah. But nothing's like off the wall great. You know, even Zombie, when you re- 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 rewatch it, it's kind of like. There was one I saw and I can't remember the name of it at all. It's an, it's an Italian horror flick. Uh, the premise is like the, this this guy goes to this old Italian town, like, you know, kind of like a, like old English type town. And this whole town is being haunted by this little, this ghost of this little girl. Every time she appears, somebody dies. And so. No. It's some Italian horror movie. It came in like a, this box set of box. I used to buy these like horror multi-packs and it came in that. And like this doctor's in this town investigating all these disappearances and murders. And every time this, this spirit of this little girl appears, someone dies. But it's always somebody that's connected back to the little girl's death. Gotcha. And it was a good movie. I just can't think of the damn name of it. And I don't have the movie anymore. Shit. I came can't in get a, into it. It came in a multi-pack. Horror. Well, if you know this name of the film, uh, you know. Yeah please, us, yeah, please let me know. Shoot, shoot us a message. I will say the French are killing it with horror films. Uh, oh, yeah? If you found yeah. the title of that movie, uh, I will buy you a Deep in Horror Texas t-shirt. Whoa. What? If you find that title, I'll buy it because I, I like that movie. I thought it was good. Cool. So, you get a free shirt from me. All right. And, I, and I'll have us autograph it too. Oh wow, that'd be that's 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 priceless. <laughs> All right, so let's go into Dirty Jeff's half. What movies did you watch? I watched a half dozen films that I'm going to review. Okay. All right, that's good. Ugh, fuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start off with a, a, a doozy. Vin Diesel oh stars my. in the. Oh my. Vin Diesel stars in The Last Witch Hunter. Oh. You sat through that? Yeah, I sat through this piece of shit. I have not seen this movie, so I can't. Visual effects are very CG. (laughs) (laughs) The premise is very not, I don't know, everything that was like modern wasn't interesting. All the flashback shit, that was pretty fucking, that was all right. (laughs) All right, so what do we... need every day. Yeah, motherfucker. You need it for that movie. Uh, people show up in this movie. <laughs> uh, Rose Leslie, who comes out in uh, Game of Thrones, she's that hot redhead chick that comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Uh, she gets on with Jon Snow. She has a tight, tight body. Oh, yeah. She came out in this movie that I watched that wasn't really good called Honeymoon. And uh, she also comes out in this TV show that I really love that got canceled called Utopia. Uh, she comes out in this. So does Elijah Wood. Uh, Michael Caine, and uh, from the Screen TV series, and uh, future TFW attendee, uh, Bex Taylor uh, Klaus. She comes out in it, too. Yeah. Uh, Breck Eisner directs. Uh, he did 2010 uh, remake of George A. Romero's Crazies. The film's not great. I'd hit the red box for it if you have little to nothing to do that night. But beyond that, I'd steer clear of it. I, I wouldn't even fucking purchase it. Mm-hmm. Unless it was like a $2, $5 deal at Best Buy on Black Friday. That's some good saving. All right, moving on to my next film. Martyrs. I caught the remake. Um, if you've seen the original, you really don't need to watch the remake. If you don't like reading <laughs> subtitles, all right, the French, the French original is art. It is original. It is horror. 
at its finest. It's, you know, somewhere between hostile and magic, which don't really go in together. <laughs> uh, but really. the remake, not it's really. not really great. I mean, the actresses do a great job. It's a nice, fresh way of seeing the story, but they thumb down and they minimalize so much great stuff that was expressed in the original version that they pretty much just make it kind of, they kind of make it fast food for the American audience. And it's fun and interesting and done well. So, yeah, I'd check it out if it was like, you know, like I did. I'd spend $7.99 on VOD and watch it. And uh, I wasn't too mad because it still was a good movie. All right. So, didn't you check that one out at TFW last year? Yeah. No, no, no. I I watched it right now. When we went to Terror Expo, I had it on my iPad. Oh, you're watching on Terror? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's what you and uh, if you were, if were watching. watching. Yeah. Okay, okay, as okay. Uh, the other film I caught was um, Intruders. Intruders is interesting. When did, when did that one come out? Uh, that came out this year or oh, last year? I'm sorry, last, last year. year. So very recently. Very recent. Okay. It's, it should be on VOD right now. I don't think it's hit Netflix yet. Mm-hmm. Intruders is neat because it's like uh, a sister loses her brother. Okay. They've been living in this house. The sister's agoraphobic, so she doesn't really ever leave the house because she has, like, total fucking super stupid fear of leaving the house. So Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, is yeah. kind of like the guy that kind of delivers food to the house. Okay. So he's dropping off meals, and he creates a relationship with the, uh, you know, the, the girl, and she finds, she finds him, you know, funny and a friend. So okay. her, her brother passes away. She's really distraught because it's like the only family she has. Now it's just her in this house. So she invites Rory Culkin in and she just hands him a big-ass cardboard box just full of cash. And it was kind of like, I don't know, like uh, just out of love or respect for the guy. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't need this. You can have it. And he's like, I can't take this from you. So it goes to the day of the funeral of her brother. She doesn't attend because she's agoraphobic. She can't leave the house. But she's present for a home invasion so three guys break into her house thinking that she's at her brother's funeral but she's agoraphobic and this whole other deeper plot just kind of ensues where she's like basically the house is kind of like her torture house like her and her brother were like capturing people in the basement Mm -hmm. and doing things with them so this is kind of like a tables have turned type of a very people under the stairs kind of shit toolbox murders type thing it was it played out well because there's a deeper meaning behind what she's doing uh it co-stars martin Starr, who actually comes out in freaks and geeks and it was done it was done well it wasn't it wasn't like you know i gave it like two thumbs up out of three because it was worth my time but it wasn't like oh go ready go see it now (laughs) but it was a it was interesting because it's right there be borderline horror thriller that's good. So, there it is. That was my view on uh, Intruders. All right. Number three is not a horror film whatsoever. It's a thriller, and I caught it, and it's called Victoria, also released in 2015. A Spanish woman moves to Berlin. It starts off with her in a club. She meets a guy. They hit it off. She, the guy has three other friends. It's Uh-oh. one of the friends' birthday parties. They're all having a good time, and things escalate drastically. <laughs> exactly. It goes to a bank robbery. I mean, it just escalates to so many elements. What made this movie fucking magic to watch is that this movie was filmed 
in a 134-minute single shot. The film literally starts... I think I heard you talking about this a while back. When we were at uh, the Fulci Yeah, the Fulci. We were raving about it because it was playing festivals, and we were interested in it because the director... He did he did some previous work that was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but with this project, you gotta imagine like 134 minutes a single shot. Yeah, like this thing is orchestrated beautifully. It has all the peaks and valleys of a film, and you never see a cut. And it's just like wow, you live in this moment of this girl's life for this like brief encounter to the point where it like reaches its denouement. You know, it's the ending, it's climatic, fucking drop off, mm-hmm. whatever. And it took him three attempts to film this fucking, this fil- this movie. I mean, there was like, you know, hiccups along the way. So it took him three attempts to film this whole 134 minutes straight through from beginning wow. to end. And when you watch it, you're just like, you can't fathom, like, there hasn't been a cut. You, you're really watching this whole fucking, like, situation just kind of happen. Mm-hmm. So it was a really good movie. It's a slow burn, but... The benefit is knowing the background of the... Is it is it a City of the Dead slow burn? No. Okay, good. It's kind of like sit-down soap opera kind of fucking slow burn. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of dialogue, and then you get to action. Okay, that, well, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, next on my list is a film called The Abandoned, also known as The, Confi- the Confines. Uh, this one stars two characters. It's uh, Cooper and Streak. One is played by Jason Patrick from Lost Boys, the other is uh, Louisa Krauss. Are people still saying Jason Patrick from Lost Boys? I know he's in another movie since then, but is that still his reference? Name one. Uh, Narc. He's fucking fantastic in Narc. Well, wasn't met. he in Speed 2? Yeah. Can you say Jason Patrick from Speed 2? Yeah. Speed 2 would be a good one. But I love him in Narc. Have you ever seen Joe Carahan's or oh. uh, the guy who did, directed A-Team? He did Narc. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Jason Patrick stars opposite Ray Liotta. And that's probably one of the best fucking Jason Patrick films you'll ever see in your fucking life. Uh, second to maybe like Lost Boys. This film wasn't good. <laughs> the hell of a curly mullet in that movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, this film was like... I don't know. This girl's kind of fucking off her rocker. She goes and works the late shift at this abandoned uh, apartment complex. It's a really high-end apartment complex, almost museum-esque. But she goes into the confines of like the basement and she starts finding out that it was like harboring a leper colony of children. So all this like haunted weird shit starts happening to him and uh, to Streak, the character of the girl, and then Cooper, the guy. And then Cooper kind of, Jason Patrick's character is in a wheelchair, so it kind of plays this other heightened level of like, what the fuck's going on? And are these ghosts real? Or is it in her head? Or yada, yada, yada. It had a really fun twist that was really pointless that I didn't enjoy, but it was a film. All right. My number one film for February, well, that I've seen since fucking January, is a film that I urge everyone to go see. It's pretty much my final girls of 2016 that I've seen so far. Cool. It's called wow. Freaks of Nature. It comes out February 9th. You are introduced to a town called Dilford, the home of the Riblet. The Riblet Factory uh-huh. is run by no other than Dennis Leary. Uh, three characters are introduced really early into the film. You have your human, who is played, uh, I think the character's name is Dag, uh, the female character who is happens to be a vampire, and his buddy, or ex-buddy, because they're no longer friends, they're kind of ex-friends that they used to know each other at a young age, who's a zombie. So in Dilford, <laughs> you have pretty much a school that you would go to, a high school, 
and it's humans and vampires and pretty much your lower end species is the zombies walking around with collars so they don't bite each other or bite the humans. Kind of like Fido. Fido. Okay. So this is fucking hilarious. There's Ed Westwick from uh, Gossip Girl comes out in it as a vampire. Vanessa Hudgens as a stoner uh, neighbor. Singer, American Idol, Vanessa. No, wait. I'm thinking of somebody else. No, no. no, You're thinking of Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Uh, no, that no, that. Oh, not the, the not the American Idol chick. Yeah, yeah. She comes in like High School Musical and shit like that. I think. Oh yeah, that's the chick that uh, dated Bieber for a while. Yeah, yeah. and she was uh, a sucker punch. She's gorgeous, pot smoking neighbor in this film. She is very. Uh, Keegan Michael Key comes out I as a vampire teacher, which is just fucking hilarious. Uh, the main character Dag's character, uh, his parents are played by Bob Odekirk from uh, Better Call Saul. And Joan Cusack, who's, uh, you know, known for Toy Story 2 and stuff like that. Uh, Rachel Harris from Hangover. Uh, Patton Oswalt comes out, and so is Pat Healy. I mean, there's so many fun cameos in this film, and it's just awesome because you're dealing with a human, a vampire, and a zombie, all friends, that happen to be in a town in the middle of an alien apocalypse. So aliens invade the town. You're dealing with the vampire, the human, and the zombie dealing with this weird fucking alien invasion. And what's amazing to me is that the character design for these aliens is actually original and unique, and it's something you don't expect from some kind of, like, indie kind of horror film, comedy horror. What's it called? Uh, Freaks of Nature. And beyond me, I don't know where this fucking film came from. I'm glad I sat down and watched it. it. It had my attention for the whole fucking length of the film. And, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's kind of like somewhere between Final Girls and Turbo Kid for me. <clears throat> sounds really cool. It was... That one sounds really good. Fucking awesome. Uh, other shit I caught was I revisited the film The Believers with Martin Sheen. Yeah, I do the voodoo shit. Oh, great movie. I, I love watching that. Uh, I showed my son Attack the Block, which was awesome. <laughs> Uh, I watched The Strangers again just to see Dennis from uh, It's Always Sunny get shot in the fucking <laughs> gut. Um, I revisited uh. some old school shit like 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship just to remember, you know, why things are where we're at nowadays. Uh, I watched a film that was really good, Art House, about Civil War and women uh, called The Keeping Room, which if you like westerns and Civil War thrillers, uh, The Keeping Room was really good. Uh, another film I saw was a really silent I mean, people really don't notice it. It's a film called Antibodies. It's I've heard of that one. Norman Reedus kind of co-stars in like the first three minutes of it. It's total Russian-German film, but it's like, it's somewhere between Silence of the Lambs and like just horror thriller. It's really dark kind of shit. It's definitely a slow burn, but it's one of those films that like after you see it, you kind of can't shake it after you watch it. But uh, I can't recommend it enough. Freaks of Nature, it's coming at you at February 9th. Hopefully this episode hits you before that. So uh, here's uh, my heads up to you on that one. I do have an honorable mention. I I forgot that I watched it uh, early January. Horns, Daniel Radcliffe. That one's oh, yeah. good. That I one like the good. fuck out of that movie. It's, that not bad. it's really good. Um, Joe Hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. I, I didn't add it. To, I mean, it's hard <laughs> watch an entire month of movies to try to remember them for our monthly yeah. beginning episode. Well, Horns was good. I watched Horns. I watched something else that was that was uh, kind of similar with that uh, that kind of fantasy murder mystery type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it was. But I watched 
horns and along with that. And I just remember really liking horns. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I I really like Daniel Radcliffe. He's I like the premise. I think decent. Horns and Odd Thomas were like really big ones for me. Odd like, Thomas is still on my fucking queue. <laughs> like it's been out there for like a year. I, I, I have f- the first two books for that. Oh, really? for Odd Thomas. Yeah. I never read them. I bought them because uh, I think a friend of mine. I was I was big into uh, the Dean Koontz, like his books for a while, until he, his dog died and he started writing about his dog. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I had the first two books in that series, and I never read them just because I the last book I read from him was TikTok. Yeah, and I really liked that one. I don't want to tarnish his name or his work in my mind by reading something else that might not be good. So uh, I still have those first two books too. Gotcha. I just haven't watched them yet. I prefer Odd Thomas to Horns. Horns is great, but I think Odd Thomas is just more better. Oh, she's better. Horns is R and Odd Thomas is PG thirteen, right? I have no idea. Yeah. I know Horns was probably an R because of the language and the shit, the subject matter. Yeah. You also uh, got nudity in that one. Too. Odd Thomas is just fucking. I don't know. Anton Yeltsin's always going to be the better fucking actor in my mind compared to Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Hmm. Agreed. I don't know. That's just me. I don't know who the fuck that is. Anton Yeltsin. When you see him, you're just like that guy. Oh. <laughs> one of he those. came. In, he came out in Fright Night the remake. He plays uh, Scotty. Oh, Scott, the guy Scotty. who plays the Russian kid in Star Trek? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. fucking can't stand him. Alpha and, dog and, and shit. And he's like... But he's good, though. He's one of my yeah. favorite actors because he's young and he actually acts... Him and Ben Foster probably like... Ben like, Foster's the shit. Foster's I will agree shit. with you. He needs to do a lot more movies. But he's doing shit like Lance... He played Lance Armstrong in this film called The Program. And, like, he really reaches for projects that are fun. But I think Alpha Dog was probably, like, the cream of the crop. I think he played The Stranger in 30 Days a Night. He's done a lot of projects that are great for Ben Foster. I think oh. he did a, another one with Dennis Quaid called Pandorum. He did which three, was awesome. 310 to Yuma. Three, was, 310 to Yuma was great. Yeah. Um, ben Foster is great. He really is. He's one of my favorite character actors, but it's so hard to find movies he's in. Yeah. Like, because he always does these weird indie, low budget, you know, so, more like projects of the heart. Like, he, it's not big studio shit. I think Anton Nielsen is kind of like the use youths Tom Hanks kind of because he's able to do everything he's able to do comedy action thrillers horror I mean he pretty much covers the whole smorgasbord well that kind of wraps up our review section of this that means there can only be one more thing left for this episode it sounds like it's time for some wallet hate so uh let's get that on and going Hit his not-so-good music. <laughs> My not-so-good music? <laughs> All right, let's hit it. All right, it's time for Wallet Hate. Kind of first coming off, uh, let me get my notes here. What, did you not like the little tinkle bells that you got last time? The, the, the elevator sound? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'm still going to hit it out. You just played, I'm still going to hit it out. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hit my music. Uh, starting off, there is a, uh, for all you fans who like The Conjuring and who like the movie Annabelle, there is an 18-inch Annabelle doll from Mezco that's a replica. Coming out this August for $94. Nice. Uh, they had a prototype of it uh, at a convention a few weeks ago. It looked decent. Is it porcelain? Uh, the faces. Oh, that's, that's not The faces. Um, but, yeah, you have to, it's $94. $94. You're paying for a doll that will look creepily at you from, a, from across the room. That's what my ex-wife does. 
<laughs> you have a nice wife, bro. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no comment. Well, after Chris hears this episode, possibly. <laughs> and then going next on to it, uh, Mondo. Uh, if you know us, you know, me and Jeff are big fans of Mondo, the brand, the posters and everything. They will start releasing Mad Balls this month, but it gets better because they will have licensing. They have licenses of Marvel with the badass Venom-looking Mad Ball that's already been posted. They will have Gremlins Mad Balls with Spike, Gizmo, and uh, 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 the Stripe, the, the, the Mogwai form of Stripe. Nice. Uh, and rounding it out, Friday the 13th, we'll be getting Jason, Jason Without Mask, and a headless Pamela Voorhees Mad Ball. They're going to retail for about 17 bucks each, but, yeah. That, that, wow! That's <laughs> a low price! But, <laughs> <laughs> that was my opposite reaction. But, uh, but they are not telling you when they're going to re- release, just like their prints. You have to go online. You can only get it from their website. You have to go online and kind of wait for the different version of the Matterball to go up to buy. But at 17 bucks each with, I think, 4 or $5 shipping, <clears throat> Uh, you're buying a good collector's piece. These are made of durable latex and foam, so they're pretty durable. And uh, they look pretty badass. Uh, also, I've got coming, also got coming up is uh, Sideshow Collectibles is releasing a Skeletor statue for $4.49. It looked beautiful. Now, orders have already, pre-orders have already started. It's going to come out between... That's not low prices. That, no, 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 no. <laughs> that no, 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 no. That, that is not the first one. That's oh God, no. <laughs> no, it's a. It's, it's, uh, kind of high yeah. price. Um, Pre-orders have already started. Uh, it's going to come out between December of this year and going into January of next year. But there is a Sideshow exclusive which has his classic yellow skull head without the eye sockets. Mm. Uh, it looks cool, especially if you, ha- if you have the He-Man one that's already... Uh, going pre-sale, I think. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't really care. Uh, it's E-Man. Yeah, Skeletor was always. The Skeletor better. looks much better than the <laughs> E-Man one. I know. I'm just gonna. But for four forty nine, uh, they're saying you can only get it from the website, but I'm pretty sure other comic book stores will be having it yeah. for a market a marked up price. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're a He-Man fan, prepare really to be over. <laughs> sideshow, please drop your prices. God it's sideshow. Damn it. You know, th- that's a sideshow's theme song. Yeah, we're going to get your money. <laughs> Bitch, you don't pay, motherfucker. <laughs> Bitch, $94 in shipping. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 494, <laughs> south side, 713, a 281, the 402, Space City. Like the 494 just shows that they just pick random fucking numbers. It's not 495. No. 95. <laughs> it's not 499.95. Do you remember the... Gr- 494. <laughs> do you remember the death statue that was like almost $1,000? that, dude. I do remember that. I have nightmares of it. Yeah. Okay, we also, we've also got... Uh, if you're a vinyl collector, Kid Robot should is one of the top name brands if you're collecting mini vinyls. Well, they're doing a, Mis- a Mishka X Kid Robot Dunny Monster Series set, which has uh, some designs by, by famous artists. It comes out this March. 15 bucks each. They're blind boxed, but they have a badass uh, werewolf, King Kong, like this melting eyeball-looking creature. And if you're a wrestling fan, they have a Doink the Clown Dunny, which looks pretty cool. Nobody's a wrestling fan anymore. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> uh, 
after after the Royal Rumble with entrant number three, there is plenty of wrestling fans now. Nobody's a wrestling fan. Pay forty nine ninety five for a stupid fake shit. Forty forty nine ninety five. How much is it now? It's ten bucks a month. Fuck me, dude. Back when I was a kid, pay per views were forty nine bucks. They, they or, oh, or, oh, retard alert! Oh god! Retard alert class. <laughs> That's for people that watch wrestling. <laughs> That's for the co-host over here. That's for Pledge. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. If you're, yeah, but it's doing the clown. So no, seriously, like that's not bad. Ten it's bucks. not. No, well, I I never like. I'm not a fan of Kid Robot. I don't like mm-hmm. their artwork. I don't like their vinyls. I I, I the art style. The, well, the art style for this for this series is very. It's very Santa Cruz. If you're a skateboarder, very Santa Cruz like. Uh, alien Workshop, that old school, very thick coloring, yeah. thick line work. You know that melting kind of style. It's very like. Like '90s kind of splatterpunk with like the animation style. Yeah, and that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because the way they did King Kong, like the thing that he's holding, he's holding like a woman, like you know, like that he carries up the Empire State Building. It looked really cool. That's cool. And then the melting eyeball one looked really cool too. Yeah. Uh, and at 17, I, at 15 bucks a box, uh, that's pretty cool. And then if you want to buy your specific one, you can go to Kid Robot Store and pay the extra three dollars. You can get actually handpick the one you want. That's cool. Haven't like 15 people played Doink the Clown? Three. Three? Only three. Are you sure? Yes. I know there was a black doink. If they're doing it, <laughs> there was. For a time, there was. That's what she doink. said. Of, 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 <laughs> officially, there are only supposed to be three. Hello. And we will do lawsuits against people who are taking the name. No, no, no. I'm just saying it. in WWF, they're like they're back three. in the day. Well, WWE, whatever the WWE, fuck you WWE, WWF. I remember the last time I saw Doink was in that fucking uh, the Mortal Kombat video game where they had like the full motion of the fucking oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually like Super scan like, or, uh, those like Undertaker like, oh are you talking about WWE the arcade, or WF the arcade yeah there you go the arcade one yeah that yeah, was horrible they had Doink and like, <laughs> I was like what the yeah, fuck he had the big slap hand yeah. That, yeah. and his special move was he jumped he jumped like he did the whoopee cushion off the, the top rope yep yeah. but uh but yeah, it was a pretty cool little series of vinyl figures uh, and then last but not least <laughs> That's right. You quit that line. <laughs> That's pretty cool. There, there, there are some people out there who will probably find it just as well. No, no, you're right. Uh, and also, sure. the, to kind of round out my wallet hate, there is a, uh, there is a, uh, a board, there's a board game coming out called Last Friday, a survival horror uh, board game, which is pretty much Friday the 13th with other slashers involved in it. Yeah. And if you've played like game like Sellers of Catan, or uh, Dead of Winter, or even uh, the, the new Star Wars X-Wing game that's out there. It plays very similar to that with the map style. I saw that on Facebook. It looked fun. It looks like a lot of fun. For the Kickstarter, though, you're paying like 90 bucks just Yikes. to get the game. Fuck you. But oh. uh, I saw like a digital version of Catan, and it was like only like 14 mm-hmm. I was like, I'd rather buy the digital version. That way it's not to break out the board and all the shit. But this one, this is a, yeah, pretty much you're paying for the, the slasher name type thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for it just to hit board like actual physical stores because uh oh, with kickstart yeah. because uh because kickstarter had that ghostbusters board game which if you bought it there you got all this exclusive content and everything and it was you know you, for 90 bucks you got 200 dollars worth of stuff yeah i should have got into it but i didn't do it i got the board game for christmas and i ended up buying some of the kickstarter stuff and i'm already paying i'm already hit up 90 dollars i know you game. follow this shit pretty pretty close um when it comes out, yeah, it's these prices, but mm-hmm. do they eventually drop? Yeah. It depends on the title. Because sometimes they'll make a, like, a, okay, for a game, let's say uh, 
the Ghostbusters game. Right. Kickstarter, if you got it through Kickstarter, 90 bucks, you got all this exclusive content. Mm-hmm. When it hit stores, it was such a limited release that you could pay anywhere from $50 retail all the way up to 110 Jesus. because of you can't find it. But I thought it dropped down to like 30 or 40 It dropped down to like for reasonable. Ghostbusters? The Ghostbusters game, just it, bare it, edition. It did for like two weeks. For Christmas, right? For Christmas, yeah. and then they hiked it back up. Fuck, that's usually when they hike it back up. And then that's they hiked odd. it back up. Uh, I was trying to find that fucking pie in the face game for my nephew, and yeah, me too. Jesus Christ! It's like, it's like sold out uh, across the world. It's like King of Tokyo when that first came, when that first after Kickstarter when it hit up like no more stores. It was like fifty four dollars. After after it sold like over I think over a million games. So now it's like twenty nine. Wow! Mm. Uh, but it's such a fun game. Yeah, dude. Uh, but with uh, this one, they're charging a lot. I don't think they're going to be making a lot because of licensing issues and copyright with. Friday Thirteenth and other Friday Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. That if you don't get it, you might not be you might not be able to get it because of lawsuits. Gotcha. They might have to pull it before it hits main retailers. Cool. So keep lookout for Last Friday. Uh, it looks like a fun game. The premise looks really cool. Uh, drink, kill people, survive. Uh, it looks pretty good. Sounds like a Friday next night time on Deep of the Horde, Texas. We will be playing Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, we're going to periscope us playing the game. And we're awesome. we're going to charge a mission. <laughs> so, so a Patreon I'll account. I'll pay a dollar. <laughs> so a Patreon account. We'll split it three ways. Yeah, well, we're going <laughs> to thank individually all four of our listeners at this time. <laughs> you, 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 and you. What, David, Ify, Ralph? You guys are the, you're the, you're the blood. <laughs> now we just need a central nervous system in a spot. And a fictitious magic that pumps the show. I want to thank all four of our listeners, Ralph, Ify, Christine, and Daryl. Thank you for your support. Yeah. No one thanks me. I listen. Yeah. Well, you're part of the show now. Yeah. Buy a shirt. Sorry, dude. Buy a shirt. <laughs> yeah, buy a shirt. You've entered the inner sanctum of being fucked. Give them the website <laughs> of where to find a shirt. www. Tpublic.com backslash uh, Suicide Fox with two X's. Damn. Make sure when you listen to our podcast, you go and leave a review at iTunes or Podbean? The Stitcher Radio app or Podbean. Stitcher, there yeah, you yeah. go. Stitcher, yeah. I oh, I, I got one more thing. Uh, I got one more thing for uh, my wallet hate. Um, there's no Screen Factory announcements because they have, they've been kind of tight-lipped on some of their stuff, and mm-hmm. I kind of covered it last month, too. But uh, for all you exploitation film enthusiasts out there, Severn Films has got the rights to probably one of the worst movies out there. This is the next Troll 2. Wow. It's called Sinful Dwarf. Good job, Severn. It's 1973. Terrible classic, but terrible in a good way. Uh, And it's going to be, and uh, Severn's releasing, uh, it's a two pack unrated and rated version. For 22 bucks, comes out this month on the 23rd, and it's only got 3,000 copies. Wow. I've ordered mine because I've seen this, and this is terribly fun. It's one of those movies you could you just watch, you're like, that dwarf is really fucking that chick. Whoa. They show penetration. Jesus. Well, after Aaron bought that, 2,999 <laughs> were buried right next to E.T., the video game. <laughs> Actually, when I, bought, when I bought it, only 1,000 were left. Wow. Only a thousand copies. <laughs> For twenty two bucks, you are getting your money's worth. If you want to watch a dwarf penetrate, just watch Bridge, you, Bridge at the Midget. You will now. see your th- you will see a third thumb pop up. Yours? Not mine. The dwarf's. <laughs> yeah, as you cannot see, I am just constantly shaking my head for the past minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he has. Oy vey. Oy vey, my. But uh, but yeah, uh, I know this movie. This movie has been 
for a lot of people, it's hard to find. Yeah. And when you do find it, you're paying a lot of money for this movie. Right. There are some people who will look for this movie. I know Nathan's over here laughing. I'm laughing at the, you're talking about penetration. Yeah. You're like, it's hard to find. It is hard. This movie is hard to find. <laughs> what a time, my Damien. Like well, a dwarf a, fucking a chick. Well, on a dwarf, it is hard to find. Brr, it's like a kickstand, I bet. Jeez. Da-doom. No! He's winning! Oh, my God. Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. If you buy that movie. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, a little bit of news. Um, I, I can't really find shit to confirm it. It was rumored. Uh, Spaceballs 2, the Schwartz Awaken. They're supposed to be making. Is Rick Moranis coming out of retirement? Yes. Yes. He, he actually stated that he never went on retirement. He took a hiatus to start. I know. I love Rick Moranis. <laughs> Uh, he actually uh, started like a recording uh, music production company, uh-huh. and that's what he's been doing in the past. I think his wife passed oh, away. Yeah, he started taking care of his daughters. He kind of no, his children well, retired or took a sabbatical sabbatical for a while to uh, take care of his kids. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, are they in college now? Yeah, actually, okay. he records his he records his daughter. She's one of the recording artists, but he records okay. a lot of Canadian and whatnot artists, cool. uh, music like artists. Nickelback. Uh, I don't know where they're hey, Don't make fun of that shit. They're back in the studio. Actually, they're writing right now for their new, next new album. Hey. Where was that for the WWF segment? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, um, Mel Brooks. I'm going to save that hate for B, uh, B-Side. Sorry. Mel, Mel Brooks <laughs> is uh, directing, uh, producing, and writing it. And Rick Moranis has already said he'd come back. The only person they can't get back, obviously, is John Candy and John Uh, You know, two people are dead. But I don't know if they're going to go continue with Lone Star, Dark Helmet. I don't know what they're going to do with it. They might change it completely. Um, Ryan uh, Gosling's going to be mixed. (laughs) 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 Ryan Gosling's going to be in there. I see a Schwartz is as big as mine. (laughs) Even bigger. We're combing the entire desert. We still haven't found anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told you to knock on my door. Knock next time. Did you see anything? No. I didn't see you play with your dolls again. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> oh, man. The combination is one, two, three, four, five. This is a combination of somebody would have on their luggage. That's amazing. I got the exact same combination on my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm hoping that that comes. Ludicrous speed! <laughs> oh, what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? <laughs> Classic movie. Nice smoke weed most of the days. <laughs> More times than something. No, uh, I hope that gets gets made. That's the last bit. Of, I, it just popped. Oh, up. I yeah, that's a good. Uh, I forgot about that. No. Um, the Schwartz Awakens. <laughs> since we're that such, sounds good. Since we're in such fucking la la land, we're in such an awesome mood, and we're going way over on our episode. Uh, <coughs> I like to take it down. Uh oh, who died? Oh. Down a little bit. Oh. Who died? Um, we didn't reflect too much on 2015. Uh, we lost a lot of fucking awesome people. Oh. Um, if I missed anybody, I apologize. I'm intoxicated. So is this the 2015 list? Or I'm going to bring us in for 2016. Oh, I think it's the thing. Fuck, we've lost a lot so far in January. We're at, deep in the heart of Texas, we love so much. I mean, there's as much hate as, and as much uh, <laughs> venom as we spit, just to quote Nathan. I spit hot fire. Uh, 
we uh, we got a lot of love, so let's uh, let's, let's bring a little love into this episode. Um, here we go. The late great Leonard Nimoy. Ah, uh, yeah. Body Snatchers. Oh man, he's just awesome. He's amazing as the psychologist. Uh, Robert Czar from Mania Cup. Perfect cue. Tom Tolls. <laughs> Not laughing at the, the, the <laughs> old It's the wrong music. God damn. Is it too soon? Sorry, Tom. <laughs> okay, I found better music. I found okay, how about this? <laughs> Betsy Palmer. <laughs> This is not good obituary music. You would get fired from the Oscars. So it would be awesome. Everybody doing this horse dance. Betsy Palmer. <laughs> Richard Johnson from Zombie. Oh. Uh, the late Christopher Lee. Oh, that's a hard one. Erwin uh, uh, yeah. Keyes. He came on House of a Thousand Corpses. And he's like, oh, actually, he comes on the original Friday 13th. He's sweeping in the background in the bar scene. Huh. If you you see him, you'll, and the light bulb will go off. Uh, the late, great maniac. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Fuck. Rest in peace, man. Uh, one of our top director icons, uh, Mr. Wes Craven. Um, the awesome, awesome, awesome Gunnar Hansen. Uh, for anybody that's like a Velvet Revolver fan or like me, STP. Uh, we lost uh, Scott Weiland. Uh, Robert Loggia who came out and lost Highway and Innocent Blood. I mean, he's just done so many. I remember him from fucking Necess- Unnecessary Roughness. Yeah, I, I I would have to say uh, the John Candy movie with, uh, uh, fuck, the dad from American Pie, uh, um, Armed uh, and Dangerous. Armed and Dangerous, yeah. yeah. He was like the pimp. Yeah, the head <laughs> yeah. grabbing to the daughter's ass. Trying to take all the chicks in the and steam the room. Sopranos. I mean, this dude was uh, everywhere. iconic. He yeah. was everywhere, yeah. Now, yeah. Over the top. He was grandfather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Robert Loja. And then uh, we lost uh, Brooke McCarter, who played Paul in Lost Boys. He was one of our Lost Boys uh, yeah. that passed away. And then uh, really late in 2015, we lost the great Lemmy. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'll say this about Lemmy. Uh, if you, a lot of you don't know, uh, he was a big fan of uh, Troma. And uh, he actually produced a lot of... Uh, uh, the stuff for Troma. Classic Nuke Mahai, uh, Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Toxic Avenger. He helped produce all those things. And he, he would actually contribute his music to... A lot of those projects. To all those projects. Uh, Lloyd wrote... Lloyd Coffin wrote this really good, like, kind of eulogy aspect for Lemmy. And uh, if you've ever known Lloyd, he's... Or if you ever hear him talk or do things, he's always very comedic. This is the first time I've ever seen Lloyd cry. Yeah, and Lloyd is a very you know private person when it comes to his his, uh, his emotions, and he did that night. And Jack uh, Nato's reached out and extended the yeah. love for the man that they actually no longer Jack and Coke. Yeah, let me have a lemmy, pretty much. So uh, yeah, let me up there, party on Wayne. He took over the throne in heaven. Yeah, he did. He is God. But now he has a best friend, which we wish wasn't uh, spending time with him too soon, but uh, David Bowie. Yep. Stardust. (coughs) David Bowie was a kick in the fucking nuts. I'm sorry. When I heard that, it was like, he just dropped his album on his birthday, and he just passed away. I was like, I don't know. I guess I wasn't too up to date in David Bowie news, because that was just... 
Uber sudden. He was supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, they, were, really? they were going to bring him in as a cameo character. Wow. And, uh... And... I'm sorry. When I when I read that shit, I was like 69 years old, and he looked great. He didn't look like he was that he old. You know what though? He he knew he was sick. Yeah, he knew. Um, yeah, he kept he, it hidden. He actually wrote. There's an album going to be released like here in. It was like released on his birthday. Yeah, his it was birthday. January seventh. It was he like his birthday release. Post- the, 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 the video, oh, wow. the, the yeah, video he, that came out looks. If you watch that video, the new music video, it's pretty creepy because of what he's saying like and he then what happened. Yeah, he actually wrote till like an hour before he died. He wow. kept, never stopped writing. He's got, I think, enough for two posthumous albums. Wow. Posthumous? Yeah, posthumous. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, he's got two albums going to come out afterwards. Yeah. Amazing man, and not even like days later, uh, Alan Rickman, oh, uh, the sheriff of Nottingham, the oh, voice of dude. God. Yeah, uh, for me, he's always going to be uh, McTiernan's diehard villain. <laughs> Fucking goddamn, what does it do? He, he, he was the actor when I saw Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I hated that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I hated him. And I saw him in other movies. I'm like, I hate him. He's the sheriff. I, I've always remembered the sheriff because just he was an evil bastard. Yeah. Loxley, I'll cut your heart out with a spoon. And then he kills his cousin. Because it's more painful, you idiot. And he stabs his cousin. At least it wasn't with a spoon. Yeah. I, you know, that's a sign of a good actor. Yeah, that's a sign of a really, good well, And then later when I, finally, when I saw Dogma and I saw Die Hard and I saw the other, other movies, I'm like, he's just a damn good actor. I remember seeing Die Hard at a way too young of an age, and Hans Gruber was just like, yeah. how the fuck do you make your first oh. film the best? The best. Like, like, beyond the best. Yeah, like, he was just like, Vita Snipe, what? Shoot the glass. <laughs> I was like, Hans Gruber, for life, bitch. Well, he's the one who kind of brought villains, you know, wearing suits. A classy villain. Yeah. He's the one that kind of introduced that. He was oh, a man. fucking pimp in that movie, dude. Dude, he was just... I love where he sets Mr. Tak- T- Takanomi on, on the seat, and he's like, look, we're businessmen. Just tell me the combination. The guy doesn't tell me. He just fucking blasts his Blasts his, his brains. fucking brains out. Yeah, oh, fucking, he is cold-blooded and cool, uh, and I will always think of him as the voice of God. Did you ever uh, see the episode that he was in for King of the Hill, where he played the Renaissance king? No. He, he At a Renaissance fair, he was the king of the Renaissance fair, but he was really a used car salesman for his real <laughs> job. Was he LARPing so, or something? Yeah. Okay. It was so funny because he's like 5'4", but he's like telling Hank and all the other people what to do, and he's such a short guy. But it's Alan Rickman's voice. It's awesome. It's so, oh, it's so funny. Good when God, do you always douche people with fire-retardant chemicals when they enter your room? No wonder you're single. <laughs> I love when he, uh, man, when he came out in Galaxy Quest. Oh, oh fuck yeah. That was magic. I will not say that line again. <laughs> I did three curtain calls for Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be an actor, damn it. Since, since his death, like yeah. grab Thor's hammer. Since his death, the uh, the sci-fi mystery minis for Funko are gone crazy oh, because he's in there. You I know bet. what fucking sucks is it's it's been rumored that they were trying to get together a Galaxy to Quest to, oh, two, and I, then he it passed. would have been so welcomed. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. movie is so, like I actually didn't see that in my childhood. You I reg- no, I regret the fuck out of it. Like, I always... They were coming out with a lot of that shit at the time, like space comedy nonsense. I, like, I got that when I was working 90s. at Blockbuster. I had, to, I had to preview it, and uh, I never... I didn't really hear of it at the time, uh, but they handed me the tape. I had... I previewed that. I previewed a UFC, a UFC VHS at the time, and I previewed 
another movie I can't even think of the movie is. But, Man, I saw that bitch in theater. But dude. Galaxy Quest was awesome. No, Sammy so showed me it like three years ago. Oh, oh really? What? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I never, I, dude, I mean, it, like, it just skipped off the old brain. Like, me and my I buddies, I think we saw Lost game. in Space, and then I think we saw Galaxy Quest. I mean, we saw Galaxy Quest See, in theater. Like, around the time that that and Starship Troopers and all that, like, yeah. I just skipped mm-hmm. all that. I was dude, just Starship like, Troopers, I was like, oh, front, it's an awesome. front row center. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean oh, yeah, but Galaxy Quest, I was there because it was just like magic. I love seeing like all these films in the theater. Cause it was I just, like, never laughed so hard. Like in Galaxy Quest, Sam Rockwell plus him, Alan oh, Rickwood going Alan. at Tim it. Allen. Tim Allen. Oh, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Bill Nye as like the fucking villain. As like, <laughs> oh man, even like the guy, uh, the main alien guy was just awesome. Isn't Tony Shalhoub in that movie too? Yeah, Tony yeah. Shalhoub's like Monk. the yeah. He, oh, was like, he, was he was like he was like Scotty in the Tech Sergeant room. Chen. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a, <laughs> there's a blinky thing on the engine thing, and, and they're saying we don't have the speed to go. <laughs> it's like I, so, I love Sam Rockwell when they're flying down the plane. He's like, I'm gonna die. I'm I'm, I'm just a, I'm I'm a the shirt. guy in the red shirt. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna die. They're like. You're fine, guys. Like, I don't even have a last name. What's like, my last name? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> so great, dude. Like, oh. And we haven't. Oh, we, we, we blurped so much about Alan Rickman. We haven't even talked about, like, Potter series. And Potter series, he's synonymous with this character, Snake. I mean, I'm. Mean, Snape, yeah. Snape yeah, is just. I mean, yeah. I mean,. The actor will be missed. His projects and his work was just... It was sad. Uh, yeah. On Hollywood Babylon, uh, when they did the... the They do a Tinseltown Stiffs episode. or uh, Not episode, but segment. Uh, Kevin Smith started bawling, like, bad. Because he was really... Like, he didn't realize until after the death how great of friends they were. Shit. But Alan Rickman would always call him and... He said he was just the sweet hardest of a dude. Just always asked about his kids, his wife. He never brought up himself. Like Kim Smith, like that's one of the regrets is I didn't ever really ask him about himself because every time I did, he'd flip it onto my kids, on me, and I would talk. <laughs> He's like Alan was always just so interested in humans, human wow. element. Was that the end of your list for uh, uh, Glenn Frey for the Eagles? Wait, one more, Angus Grimm. Oh man, fucking Angus, tall man. No. Sorry, Angus. We're losing the horror icons. It's bound to we've, happen. We've kind of we've been dancing around the idea that for some reason, whenever we go to Texas Frightmare Weekend, it's almost the first time we get to meet somebody and the last time. Yeah. I mean, the first time I went to TFW, I got to meet Ernest Borgnine, and slowly after he passed away, uh, the next TFW I got to meet Tom Tolls. Slowly after he passed yeah. away. Uh, we got to meet the magnificent tall man, Angus. Last yeah. year, yeah. yeah. Uh, last and year. You're the fucking bringer of death, bro. I'm going to stay away from you. Oh, shit. Aaron? Is it you? No, it's not me. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't see Tim or uh, Tom. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at my... Uh, we had a camera in the in the house, and I, I saw a picture. It was like me and Tom Tolls. Like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, dude. It's so sad, man. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it's... We are losing icons from our generation. Yeah. Like, kids these days probably don't understand. Well, well, like, who the fuck are we about to meet again this uh, coming this year? Fucking Jordi Romero again. Yeah, he's and like And that's going to fucking, man, that's going to hurt. Well, for me, I've got 
beginning of June. No, mid, Rowdy Piper. Mid, 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 I met Piper too. I, I met like, Piper. Fuck. Yeah, I met Piper at TFW too, and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" I saw yeah. Piper at the comic Comic Palooza, yeah. Palooza, but I didn't. I spent so much fucking money on Stanley, Stanley. and so much money on Peter Mayhew, uh, getting the Star Wars comic signed, Chewbacca and shit. Um, I saw Roddy Piper there. I was like. Fuck! It was like thirty bucks for a, a forty. Picture, forty for an autograph. Well, no. Uh, if you wanted just the autograph, it was thirty-five. If you wanted the picture, it was twenty. But he would have done both for forty-five. So I, all I did instead of walking up and meeting like, okay, I'm not a WWF fan, but as a child, I was a WWF fucking nut. Like Roddy Piper was the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they live, and I mean, he was just an icon to me. So I didn't have a chance to go up and pay the money. But instead, I yelled, Portland, Oregon! <laughs> and he gave me a fist in the air, and I was like, I'll go. Well, that was the thing with, <laughs> with Piper at Comic was that people just waited in line just to shake his hand. Oh. And, and they'd allowed that. Uh, Clutch said he said, yeah, that's, if you want, just want to shake his hand or give him a hug or whatever, yeah. high five, whatever. I walked up and said sure. hi to Ted DiBiase. He was a douche. I don't even know what that is. Ted, million dollar million, man, baby. Money, 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 money. Uh. No? Okay. Aaron Black and gold, that. baby. <laughs> he, he was the guy who was the boss of Virgil. Yeah, Virgil's boss. Virgil's boss. Virgil's pimp. He was actually Stone Cold Steve Austin's original pimp. The ringmaster. The ringmaster. Yeah. I think at some point in my life... <laughs> it was like the 80s. Like, yeah, yeah, 80s. Okay. I mean, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming from <laughs> the people who love No Holds Barred. <laughs> Whoa, it's a fucking funny film. It's Zeus and... What's Arr. that smell? Dookie. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, we lost we lost a lot of greats. Rip them, bro. All right, so um, we pay love, we pay respect. Well, we try to pay respect. It's, it's, it's there. It, the respect is there. It's just, it comes out wrong when we're intoxicated. Um, Jeff just poured a 40 for his dead homies into his mouth. <laughs> Can't lay, laid completely upside down. So that's gonna soak. The magic is uh, wearing off. Uh, we hope you had a good episode. I know we didn't. I mean, <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so uh, if you want to kind of fo- find us, so we're on Twitter at Deep in Horror Texas. We have a Facebook page, Deep in Horror Texas. We're on we iTunes. Not, we are. We are on iTunes. We do not have an Instagram yet or anything. Uh, I don't think we can do that. Can't yeah, do, I don't think do we that. can maintain that. Twitter. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you have a Twitter account, Jeff? No? Like a personal one? Yeah, personal one. Uh, if you want to throw, if you want to kind Jay of... Tweety Bird no, no, at Twitter. <laughs> no. Old Drunk 64. My name is Jeff. Yes. Yeah, my name is Jeff. Uh, do you have a Twitter account or anything? I don't have a personal? Twitter. Dude, uh, I'm, I'm halfway about ready to kick Facebook off, so... I only keep it around because deep Fuck in you, horror, Wayne. horror cinema fans. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Spread the fucking You can find me at Twitter at the Suicide Fox with two X's. I'm there pimping out our stuff and trying to show off his third, third thumb. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, you can buy our shirts. We have shirts at TeePublic and at RedBubble.com. Um, just type in Deep to Horror Texas in your search engine and you should pull up some, some badass shirts. Yeah, man. With more new ones on the way. Uh, we think we just released a new one. That, yeah, we, that, we that Ouija the, board. The Ouija board. That one is oh, fucking that awesome. awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. That was awesome. That was totally. Is that you? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, who did that? I have no idea. It was a submission that we we did a contest in Europe. What? I'm just. And you just <laughs> they, they they sent in the design and I had to kind of tweak it a little bit to make it look better. Yeah. And make it work. Oh, yeah. so that was you? 
Why tweak? No, the new one has. Well, I haven't. It hasn't been done. It hasn't been finished yet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. No, I'm tweaking it. Up. I'm tweaking it up right now. I don't think covering. <laughs> 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 no, uh, the way it was sent, I had to make some edits to it to make it workable. Uh. So I tweaked it up and I shot it to him last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it looks much better. And we're yeah. gonna have some more designs, more shirts, more yeah. logos. Uh, Fuck, I was thinking of maybe even making some stickers and hand them out. I would like to make some stickers. I made some stickers, but I kept them for myself. Do you have (laughs) ice in that chest? My beers are getting warm. I have ice. You have ice? (laughs) No, don't hand it over. I'll hand it to you. Why? I don't know. I'm retarded. Why? (laughs) Play my retarded. Retarder. Retarder. (laughs) But yeah, uh, you can follow us. You can find us there. We have stuff for sale, jackets, hoodies, and all that good stuff. Um, we will be in attendance at Texas Frightmare. Represent. Uh, we'll be in attendance at Comic Palooza, and I think that's all we got coming up for now. Yeah. So come one, come all. So yeah, but yeah, buy our shirt, help support us. Uh, your contributions go to us having fun with this episode that's ending. Uh, so uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So from the late, great Jeff Garcia. And this is Aaron. The dead-eyed Nathan. Horse. <laughs> All right, peace out, guys. As I gravitate, <laughs> go. We don't go sound this small town. We Joe sound. You in the blink on bite with us, can't fight with us. We Joe sound. You kill the ink, so don't stop. Get it, get it until you get it. Now watch the way I navigate. <laughs>
Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary.